If you're a beginner photographer, you will not want to miss out on this episode of the Learn Landscape Photography Podcast. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Learn Landscape Photography Podcast. Now, if you guys are beginner photographers out there, there is a lot of pitfalls that are going to be really difficult to navigate in order to help you guys get better at photography. These are pitfalls that you need to avoid, and I'm going to talk about a few of them today with special guest Rachel Hanna. Now, Rachel is a great photographer based out of the UK, um, and she really targets her, I guess, social media towards helping beginner photographers and helping them avoid these pitfalls and become better at photography. So if you're in that boat, you're a beginner, you're trying to get better. This is going to be an amazing episode for you. I'm really excited to share it with you. Here goes my conversation with Rachel Hanna. Right, in today's podcast, super excited to welcome Rachel Hanna. Uh, Rachel, why don't you start by telling us about yourself for some of our listeners that might not know about you quite yet? Um, yeah, so hey everyone, um, I'm Rachel. I'm from the UK, um, from a county um, called Cheshire. Um, I've always been um, into wildlife and nature and, and everything. As I've got older, um, I started to explore um, photography. I picked up a camera. It was actually my sister's camera um, and started to take it out. And then I fell in love with it, really. Um, So then I started to combine photography and taking photographs of nature and wildlife and stuff. And then from there there on, I was hooked, really. So um, that's that's what I do as a hobby. I do it in my spare time. When I'm not in work, I'm outside or I'm in the garden or I'm exploring. Um, But my actual job, I work for a wildlife charity as well. So it's great to just combine, um, you know, going to work and it all being about wildlife. And then my hobby is all about wildlife and nature and photography as well. So it's quite a good little mix, really. Um, Yeah. So that's me in a nutshell. Nice. Yeah, that's awesome. I was I can't remember. It's probably a few months ago now. I found your profile on Instagram and I was super stoked because there's not a lot of photographers out there putting out really quality information for people that are beginners. So mm-hmm. I was really drawn to, um, it looks like about every sixth post or so you've got <laughs> yeah. like little word posts there. Um, which by the way, look phenomenal. The like graphic designer in me just loves how everything is like on brand, uh, with oh, the, the typeface you. looks awesome. The colors are awesome. Um, oh, thanks. So yeah, I did, did a little looking at your profile. Will you just tell us real quick before we jump into today's episode where we're going to talk a little bit about just how to get better as a beginner. Uh, will you mm-hmm. talk about the Adobe rising stars? I was interested in, I was looking at. Yeah. That. So yeah, I mean, that came as a bit of a shock to me, to be honest. It was, um, I think it was in 2021 now. Um, and they just got in touch with me and just said that they really liked, um, my photography, my sort of wildlife and nature, um, uh, type, um, and chose me as one of their rising stars, which I was just a bit, <laughs> Yeah, as I say, I was really shocked by that. I mean, you know, we can touch on this in a bit, but, you know, I use Adobe Lightroom Mobile as my um, software. I don't even use Adobe Classic, Lightroom Classic or anything either. It's just all on my phone. So Uh I was a bit, yeah, I was a bit taken back by it, really. I mean, it it was fantastic to be involved in that um, and have, you know, your work, um, 
you know, put on their own um, Instagram account. And I think at the time they had like uh, 2.8 million followers. So to have your, your work exposed on, on a platform of such, you know, massive following, it was it was amazing. Yeah, yeah, really cool. Nice. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and that's crazy too. I, I definitely, a little in a little bit, I'd love to talk about the Lightroom aspect, but why don't we start... Um, like I said, seeing as this is this episode's kind of be catered toward how can how beginners can get better mm-hmm. more rapidly, um, and I'm sure you know just as well as I do, and just as well as any other um, photographer that's been doing this a while. There's a lot of pitfalls uh, as a beginner that are going to trip you up, things that you're going to get stuck on, and, and I think a lot of us probably get stuck in the same yeah. spot. Is there any common mistake that you can see beginners that are making frequently, like mistakes that they're making all the time? Um, so this was, yeah, I mean, I was thinking about this one and, and it's funny because I don't, I don't feel like I would call them mistakes because when I, when I first started out, um, you know, I, I was just, cause I, I like to learn on the go, you know, I don't really, I don't really like to go to courses or anything like that. Like all my photography is self-taught. So I've just done everything myself. Um, and as I, as I've sort of got, you know, it's been a few years now or whatever. And I look back, I think, well, some people would probably call them mistakes, but I don't, I don't think I would because everything that I've done and, and sort of throughout my little journey as a, as a photographer, those sort of mistakes have, have helped me grow into the photographer that I am today. You know, there's all that, um, you know, that composition and, learning the rule of thirds and the lighting and stuff like that obviously you know you do make those those mistakes if we want to call them um but I guess it's just it's for me I I just practiced and practiced and practiced and looked at um different you know photographers and and whatnot and went on YouTube and um just taught myself sort of that way really I guess I guess you only learn by making these little mistakes um but I think lighting is massive you know in, in especially in landscape photography you know getting the lighting right um you know golden hour the blue hour all that kind of stuff is is sort of the best it's sort of the best lighting but you guess you don't really learn that until you actually go out there taking your photographs um or looking at photographers that inspire you that also shoot in that hour so yeah i don't know i don't want really call them mistakes but because yeah it's just yeah learning opportunities Mm, yeah definitely Mm -hmm. that makes sense okay um did you ever in your photography journey was there like when you transitioned um kind of from a beginner to someone that's gotten a lot more experience obviously now was there any like aha moment for you where you're like oh my gosh like everything Mm -hmm. clicks like Mm -hmm. was there anything like that yeah i think for me it was when um because obviously, as I mentioned before, I, I, I started on, on a mobile before I got my sister's um, camera and fell in love with that. I started taking my photographs on an iPhone 8 um, and then was importing them into Lightroom Mobile and, and that was it. Um, but I think for me, it was it was when I when I bought myself, you know, after a couple of years, whatever, I'd saved up and bought myself a camera and then I bought myself like a zoom lens, um, 100 to 400 millimeter lens and I was just out in the garden and there was just like little squirrels bouncing around everywhere. And it was, it was when I, it was when I got photographs of them and realized how, you know, the depth of field and how sharp the image was and taking it into Lightroom and then editing it and stuff for that, for me then I was just like, wow, this, this I'm hooked now. Like this is incredible. Um, 
and yeah that that was just that was it then it was just I want more of this I need more to, I, I need to do this more um you know and then you know it's sort of you you get a bit bolder and then you start going out in the field and then it was like taking photographs of barn owls and you know, seeing what else I could take um photographs of you know wildlife um but yeah I think the moment for me was when I when I got that when I got that lens and went off in the garden it was like this is it this is the moment like yeah, I can't, absolutely. can't lay down <laughs> absolutely that's that's super cool is there I know you had mentioned um your photography being all self-taught um mm-hmm. just from practicing and practicing now at the point where obviously you're in the know, um, you've seen a lot of stuff online. Is there any particular resource that you think is a good place for beginners that might not be as motivated to go out and learn by themselves? People that want to get a course, YouTube or anything you'd recommend? Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, there's Instagram now, isn't there? That seems to be sort of the, the place to go for everything. But, um, TikTok is another great, uh, I find TikTok's amazing, you know, uh, obviously I don't know what's happening with, you know, in terms of TikTok as an app in its future, but, you know, you can literally search on there for anything. They, I think they've sort of like changed their algorithms and all sorts of stuff. So it's become more of a search engine. So you can just search anything in there and it'll come up photography wise. And, you know, there's people's um, showing their own experiences on there and how to do things in quick, short form. Um, it's great. Obviously, there's YouTube. That's that's sort of longer form content, isn't it? Um, and if you really want to know how to use a certain setting on a on a camera, or you want to learn how to, um, you know, learn in Lightroom and stuff like that, obviously YouTube is a great place to go. I've been on that and learned tons of stuff about um, Adobe After Effects and and all you know, Photoshop and how to use that. That's more of like the in depth, you know, long form stuff. But if you just want to know quickly what ISO means and you know what depth of field is and all that kind of stuff, I strongly recommend just like getting on Instagram and searching it, TikTok and searching it. And that's why I try in a way, that's why I put tips out there because I just think if people are on the app anyway on Instagram, why why isn't that content on there? Why Absolutely. why yeah, why send them somewhere else? Why not be that person that can help them? So yeah. Yeah. That's great advice. And the coolest thing probably about TikTok is as soon as you search up anything photography related once, your whole feed will yeah. guaranteed to have so much photography. Exactly. The, the algorithm, time. that's it. <laughs> I, it's funny, isn't it? I, I liked, um, that was it for me. I, you know, I liked someone that it was out and about and they were talking about the, the camera settings. I liked that photo. Uh, sorry, I liked that video and that was it then. Every single thing that was coming up on my feed was about like um, photography tips you know, photography for beginners and everything. It was fantastic. But obviously, yeah, you know, we don't know what's going on in the future of the app, to be fair, but it's a great place while it's still available. Yeah, absolutely. And and regardless of what happens at TikTok, it seems like Instagram Reels is probably mm-hmm. around for a while. Um, mm-hmm. Anyways, what are, I, I want to talk a little bit about some of the essential pieces of gear for beginners. Uh, obviously, especially as a beginner, people don't want to, come out and have to drop $10,000 on equipment. So for beginners that are on a budget and they're kind of just sticking their feet in the water, seeing uh, what photography is all about, what Mm -hmm. are some of the most essential pieces of gear that you think people need to pick up? And then is there anything that you think uh, people do pick up, but is not really necessary? Yeah. I mean, 
I think everyone's, um, everybody's lists, uh, you know, of what they want and, and need and stuff would obviously be different depending on sort of like the type of photography they want to get into, you know, as a portrait, you, know, you might have a different lens and landscape. But um, I think, um, you know, just buying a good all-rounder lens, like, a, I don't know, something like a 24 to 70 millimeter lens, you know, you get the zoom, you get the um, wide aperture sort of stuff, you know, I just think that would be a great, a great place to start because then you've got it all sort of in one or perhaps maybe go for like a prime lens like a 50 millimeter prime lens and then you can sort of just learn just off one focal length and then when you're comfortable you can then perhaps branch out into another um but like for me you know like I said I, you know I started on an iPhone 8 and um I, I learned how, you know, composition and, and lighting and how a camera and works, you know, through a phone. You know, I know it was an iPhone 8. Phones are pretty decent these days now. And, you know, the, the you know, on the iPhone Pro, for example, iPhone 14 Pro is a like 48 megapixel camera on it. So it's definitely improved a lot since I was um, learning. But I think, you know, I think when you're on Instagram and you see your favorite photographer and they've got all of this gear, like, you know, you, you let me have a look in your camera bag and it's just, they've got everything in there. They've got about five lenses, two different cameras. Yeah. And all this. <laughs> it can be quite overwhelming and think, oh, I need that. I have to be part of that. That's what I need. And it's not. Cause I think you just need to learn the basics of photography. When you're just starting out, you just need to know the basics. What is, you know, what does ISO mean? What is depth of field? What is the right light to shoot in? What is all that? And you don't get that on a fancy camera. I mean, you do, but you just need to, you just need to take a step back and like, right, okay. I could probably learn all of that off a, you know, off a phone, a decent enough phone. Um, I don't think, it's easy to get sucked into it though. Cause obviously, you know, there's lots of ads and stuff on there and you think you need to have it, but, um, it's not necessary. It really isn't. I, I, I truly believe you just need one lens, buy a budget camera, get a nice, uh, decent lens. It's an all rounder and, and just head off into the field and just learn, just learn everything about the camera. Cause I think once you learn the basics, save up then get yourself something that's probably a bit more high tech and you know a, a good good enough lens i don't don't rush it either i mean i could go on and on <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, absolutely I, and i think yeah. a lot of one one lens that's really nice i know um i'm shooting on a sony and one of the lenses that i was looking at a long time ago is i believe it's like a 24 to 240 which covers okay. like a massive range now the yeah. downside to this for people that maybe are new to photography is that these lenses are usually not as sharp. They're not going to have quite as high image quality, but the difference is going to be so minimal in today's day and age with all the mm -hmm. editing that we have that if you're a beginner, it's especially nice to just have one of these lenses. Even if the aperture doesn't go as low, even if it's not quite as sharp, just get one of these lenses because it's not going to make that big of a difference when you're looking at something in a little three by three oh, no. square on Instagram. Absolutely. And just having that in your bag to give you the opportunity to find different compositions. And like you said, just kind of, um, figure out the ISO, the aperture, the shutter speed, figure out how all that works and then dive in later and f like kind of once you have figured out, okay, I want to do this. I want to keep doing this. Then you can look at getting le lenses that are more tailored towards specific things like your super wide angle and whatnot. Yeah. So and you know, I find sometimes as well, like, you have all these lenses and by the time you've took one off and put another one on, you've probably missed the shot. 
like yeah. <laughs> the sun sets. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the sun is setting like quick. You need to get a photograph because it's just every second it's dropping and the sky's changing. Or you know, there's a there's a barn owl sat on the post in the distance. And by the time you've changed your lenses and faffed about with all the settings of it, the, the moment's gone. So, like you say, if you know if you're getting if you're getting a lens where it, you know it's twenty four to two forty, did you say? There's so I mean, the, the range in that is incredible. And like you say, even in Lightroom now, you've got the, the is it AI noise reducer or something? And yeah. you can just whack your photograph yep. in there and it'll just get rid of the noise and you wouldn't even know the difference. Yep. So, yeah. Absolutely. Um, will you talk a little bit about the, I think there's like kind of a misconception maybe, or I mean, you can tell me what you think about this, but mm-hmm. I think a lot of beginners think, um, well, uh, if I don't get the shot, it's fine. Cause I'll be able to make up for that in my <laughs> <Yeah>. editing. <laughs> what well, can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah. So this was, that was me for a long time. So, um, it was me for a long time because I was still learning and I, you know, I'm a little bit stubborn and I like to learn on the go and, and learn myself and f- figure things out myself. So obviously the lighting wasn't always great in photographs or the composition wasn't always great or the whatever. Um, and I would think, oh, it's okay. I'll just take it back in Lightroom and change it. Um, but I don't know, like I, for me personally, I don't mind it because I think for landscape photography, I mean, I'm not intense in landscape photography. Like I know it can be like a pretty intense niche, but, um, I, yeah, I don't know. I just, I I do take my, um, photographs. I, I enjoy editing. So I do enjoy that. Okay. If I didn't get the right photograph, it's okay. I'll go and edit it in Lightroom, but that's what I enjoy. So it depends whether you enjoy that or not, because for yeah. me creating, creating, um, not necessarily manipulating a photograph, but you know, bringing down the highlights and the contrast uh-huh. and up in the shadows and changing the colors to your style. I really enjoy that. So I'm not too bothered whether the, uh, whether the lighting's not great because I know I can, you you kind of get used to like when when you've got your style and stuff, you kind of get used to um oh but that'll that'll be all right because I can just edit it and drop the highlights a bit and drop the exposure or up it a bit or whatever. Um I don't think there needs to be as much pressure on trying to get the right shot. Like, yeah, obviously if it's you know portrait photography or you're at a wedding, you need to get the right shot really because you're in a pretty intense environment where you don't get many opportunities. Um but for me, with like nature, like, you know, if I'm out and about and I'm off in the um, Scottish Highlands or something, that's not going to move. Like the landscape doesn't move. So I've got plenty of time to just, okay, that was overexposed. I readjust my settings and, un- you know, maybe underexpose it and then I can brighten it up later. Um, yeah, I think it just depends, to be honest, on on the niche. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, I guess the other thing to note is, that like it might not be as easy to f- like especially if you're new you might not quite understand and have the skill set mm. uh, maybe to fix those things so that's something to keep in mind but like you said kind of as you figure out what you can do and what you can't do you can kind of say oh I'm not going to worry about that like w- one thing for me specifically like when I was new I always tried to clean up all the dust spots like if I saw <laughs> yeah. one on my lens and now if I'm out shooting I'm like eh it's not worth taking the lens off and doing all that I can, when I can easily just click and oh do that. Gosh, so I guess yeah. I guess it's just just knowing um, your skill set. I want to take a break from today's episode and talk about a really cool opportunity if you are a beginner or intermediate photographer that is really serious about taking better photos and getting better at photography. 
Now, usually about four to six times a year, I teach in-person workshops around the Western United States centered around helping you become a better photographer. Now, my workshops are kept to just five people, which means that you will get plenty of one-on-one -on -one attention. So regardless of your skill level, whether you just picked up your first camera or whether you've been shooting for 15 years, I promise you, you're going to get so much out of it. I'm going to cater the class directly to you. Best of all, after the workshop, I'm going to add you to my alumni group on Facebook where you can get literally weekly image feedback. We can connect at all times. Uh, when the workshop is over, it's not done. I'm still going to be your mentor. I'm going to be there to help you and become better at photography. Now, like I said, if you're serious about becoming better at photography, don't wait any longer. Register for one of my workshops this year. You can visit austinjamesjackson.com slash workshops. That link will be down below in the podcast description that you can click on as well. I really can't wait to see you guys out there. Will you talk about one thing when I look through your feed, and I honestly don't really know anything about this, but it's something that I think a lot of people are interested in. How are you able to maintain like the similar editing style and tones <clears throat> in your photos? So, do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. So I like to change my tones and, and editing style quite often, but I'm trying to be a little bit more consistent with it now because it's taken me a long time to sort of get a style that I'm comfortable with. Um, you know, I try and change through the seasons a lot of the time, um, but I'm trying to just keep to a particular um, sort of color palette now. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, in, in Lightroom, you know, you obviously you can create your own presets, can't you, and stuff like that. And I literally just, I just copy and paste the settings over, really. I mean, it doesn't always, it's not, a, you know, it doesn't a one size fits all kind of thing. You will have to, you know, adjust the exposure or the shadows if you've not taken the photograph the same as you have the other one in the field. Um but yeah, it's, for me, it's usually just a, I, I know that my highlights are going to be lower and I'm going to up my shadows a little bit. Um, I like to use um, the masking effects and bring some light in where it's, you know, I like to create a bit of a glow or I like to uh, draw the eyes into the center of the image. So I'll use the tools to do that. And um, that's kind of how I like to go. Um, but it's usually just copy and paste it. Once, once you know your style and where you want to go with it, I just either create a preset and just whack it on and then adjust manually or just copy and paste the settings, especially if it's all been done in the same light. So if I've done one shoot and it's all in the same light, it's all in that golden light. If I apply the preset and it looks great, I don't need to do anything. I just literally just copy, paste, copy, paste on the same photograph because the lighting's basically the same. Um, that's pretty much uh, it really. Yeah, that makes sense. Cause I was going to say for any listeners that haven't checked out uh rachel's page there will be a link down below but you can look at like how all of the greens are like the same green and it just looks really nice together like <laughs> the same the same shade and they even the like the tips that you've put up where there's just words mm. like those even match the colors of the photos well, and it's just know, like really, really nice to look at that no I appreciate that because you know I can get a bit OCD about my Instagram feed and, and the colors matching and stuff so the fact that you've noticed that that's that's made my day because I'm, I'm always a bit <laughs> iffy with it, like the colors are matching and stuff but if you've noticed that then that's fantastic feedback but I'll I'll say something as well like my colors and that because I never delete any of my photos graphs 
Um, obviously, I've ah. posted over a thousand times. And if people were to continue and look down my feed, my greens never used to be like that. Like I was, I liked oversaturated colors. So you think that, um, you know, you're taking a picture of a sunset and the sky's got to be blown up massive, like in fiery red and oranges, and it's not natural. <laughs> like, Or the greens have got to be like a luminous green and stuff like that to make your pictures pop. Now, for some people, that works, and that's great. But I've just realised over the years that that's not the vibe that I want. I quite like muted greens. I like, I like muted oranges and browns and sort of golden colours. So that's kind of how I try to keep keep my feed looking basically yeah no it, it looks great even though like you said the style changes like it all of it like it's like a gradient of change almost mm, so it, yeah. it looks really nice i'm pretty far <laughs> back right now and yeah, yeah. it just looks great. The, feed, the feed looks good and like i said i i have no idea how i would even begin to do something like that but if you want all your photos to maintain the same tones that's just the copy paste make your own preset kind of thing that yeah. Sounds perfect. Uh, and I know you talked a little bit about earlier using Lightroom Mobile. I did want to talk about when it comes to editing, what's the easiest way for a beginner to get started? Uh, what software do you recommend? Which it sounds yeah. like it's going to be Lightroom Mobile. But Well, yeah, I mean, it's the only thing that I sort of learned on really, you know, I, I downloaded the app on my phone. I mean, I tried loads of different apps um, in the app store at the time, but um, I just downloaded Lightroom and just rolled with that because it was so easy. You know, I could just take a photograph on my phone and then import it straight into Lightroom. But with Lightroom now, you can actually you can actually take photographs within the app and you can you can actually shoot raw format, which is even better. So, and can you adjust just, the settings there as well, or is it auto? Um, yeah, I, so I adjust the settings in that as well. Yeah. Wow, nice. Um, so, but I've got, I've upgraded my phone now, so I've got a better phone. So it's, it's a lot easier to, to sort of do that now. Um, so yeah, I mean, I take my camera with me and it's always got the hundred to 400 millimeter lens on, but I predominantly just use my phone and I've got, um, an SD, an SD card reader that slots into the bottom of my phone. I take off, um, take out my SD card, put it in there and then upload straight onto, um, onto my phone. Um, it's, you know, I mean, you've got to have some good storage on your phone uh, to be fair. That helps. Um, yeah. but I mean, that's, I mean, it was 20, I think it was 2014 when I started using Lightroom mobile. I didn't even know Lightroom classic existed. So I just got stuck in my ways with Lightroom mobile and that was it. Um, so I think for a beginner, that's it's pretty easy to understand. And obviously now they've got loads of tools in there now um, than they had back in the day. So I think for a beginner, especially if you want to try just taking, getting used to taking photographs on a phone or whatever, it's dead easy to import them in there. Um, so I'd probably recommend that. I know it's a bit biased, but. And it's um, Lyra Mobile's free, right? Yeah. So it is free. Oh um, man. Which is so even you more can, amazing. <laughs> yeah. You can literally install this app on your phone right now. Mm. You can literally go out and take photos and you can already start playing with sliders yeah. and mean, adjustments think, and learning yeah, your style and editing. There's masking and healing. I think the masking and the healing elements of it, um, I think you might then have to buy a subscription. But in terms of the okay. adjusting the light, uh, the lighting and the coloring and all that kind of stuff, that's free. So um, 
but again for a beginner where you're just trying to learn and you just think right okay well I'll go out you know in golden hour and I'll try a different composition and I've got a really cool little photograph here oh you know what I'll import it into Lightroom Mobile I might adjust the color adjust the color a bit I might mute the greens down I might up the oranges a bit and you can play around and you know it might it might be a few months and then you're ready for the next stage then but I think just starting there is a is a good point to like start your journey um so i always think just start small practice 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 and then when you're used to it you know when you're ready for the next stage um and then yeah you Uh might want to buy a subscription you might want to go get a fancy camera but just take your time and practice first yeah absolutely is there uh this kind of brings up another question i had is there a piece of advice that you would tell yourself when you first started photography um, yeah, don't like, I, I keep, I've mentioned it a few times, but like, you know, don't, don't rush it. Um, it, I enjoy, enjoy the journey that you're about to go on because I think uh-huh. with Instagram, you always, you know, you're so focused on, Oh, I need to get loads of followers or, you know, I need to get loads of likes on my, on my reels or my photos or, you know, why aren't my photographs like them? I think comparing yourself to other photographers is is really bad you know from a mental health perspective it's not great and I think learn you you be in your own little journey and everybody's photographs and how they've taken them and and what they've done with them is is completely different it's different to how you'll take your photographs and that's a good thing because you don't want to be like everyone else you want to be unique so you know I know it's difficult to say it's easier said than done comparing but you've got you've got to try and just go right you know what this is me. I'm on my photography journey. I'm going to do things my way. Yes, I might look at other people and go and appreciate their work. And I might have a look at elements of it and think, oh, do you know what? They do muted greens. I might try that. But don't compare because you're unique and you're your own person and you take photographs your own way. Um, so embrace it is what I would say. Yeah, absolutely. That's great advice. And this might be a similar answer for this question, but kind of the last question I like to ask everybody on the podcast here is that it, do you have one final piece of advice for any landscape photographer to take better photos. It doesn't have to have anything to do with today's episode. Just one piece of advice for anybody out there that wants to take better photos. Um, yeah. Uh, t- take your time. Yeah. Don't, don't rush the moment. You know, if you, if you have a shoot planned and cause you know, you could get up at four in the morning and head off into the peak district and you have this photograph in mind of this like you know gorgeous mist with the sun rising you might get there and it's raining or it's cloudy um but that's okay so you can then plan it for for another time and you will get that shot you will get it and that's I think that's I think that's the most exciting thing about photography though is that you might not get it this time but you'll probably get it. You will. Well, you won't probably get it. You will get it because you'll be so focused on trying to get it. Uh-huh. Um, but it's just, yeah, take your time. Um, you might not get the shot that you want straight away, but that's, that's the exciting element of it. I find that, you know, I can go outside and I might try and get a photograph of a bird or something and that'll fly away and it, it won't probably come back again and it won't sit on that perch. But in a few months' time, I might be sat in the garden with my camera and it might just fly on that perch and I've got the shot. So it's, yeah, it's just not, it's, it's just don't put pressure on yourself. I think it's easy, you know, with social media and stuff to put pressure uh-huh. on yourself. And I think landscape photography is, it's quite a, it's a niche where it's quite, I don't know, I don't want to say too much, but um, 
yeah, I just think just take your time um, and embrace. That's great advice. Take your time. It's a new one. I have not heard that one yet to that question. So that's great. Um, why don't you just wrap us up? Tell us where we can find your work. Where can we learn from you? What mm-hmm. do you have that people can learn from? Give us the yeah. whole rundown. <clears throat> So um, you'll find me on Instagram um, at it's Rachel Hannah. Um, that's where a lot of my work is at the moment. I'm trying to, I'm trying to sort of um, rediscover myself and, and change how I do things. And I really want to help people because I want to be that person that um, I wanted when I was first starting out in my journey. Yes, I was a little bit stubborn, but I was kind of looking for some tips and tricks and stuff from people of, you know, what I could do and what was what, you know, all that stuff. So yeah, I, I want to help beginners. I want um, to inspire them. I want to educate them. I want to give them tips and tricks and what they can do with the phone, what they can do with the camera, how to edit photographs in Lightroom, how to use Lightroom, what you can do in that software. You know, I really want to help people. So that's the sort of journey that I'm going on with my photography now. Nice. Well, yeah, I, um, we'll throw all the links down below, um, and for everything that we've talked about in this podcast. Um, yeah, I I really like what you're doing. Um, and thank you you so much. Thank you so incredibly much for being here today. Like I said, like what you're doing, I'm a huge fan. Um, I too, am also trying to help people get better. Mm -hmm. So I really like seeing other people that are out there doing it and you're doing it in just such a great way. And you're just such a great, um, proof that, you can really do more with less. I, I can't believe that all of your stuff is, is Lightroom mobile. I mean, you really can do, you can do a lot with it. People like there's no excuse for why you aren't editing your photos. You can edit them for free. Yes. Um, so yeah, thank yeah. you so much for being here today. No, thanks. Austin. Um, thank you. Really, appreciate really appreciate it. Yeah. No, thank you for having me. It's been, it's been really cool to chat and actually I want to do more of this kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, no, I appreciate um, you reaching out and, and getting me on here. So thank you. think if you are a beginner photographer, this podcast episode was exactly what the doctor ordered. I mean, how helpful are a lot of these tips uh, that we got in this episode in order to help us avoid those common pitfalls of landscape photography and just become better overall at photography. Really hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the Learn Landscape Photography podcast. Please make sure to subscribe so you get those brand new episodes every single Monday morning. Thank you guys again for listening to this episode. We will see you guys next time. Adios. Thank you.